What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Budget Track Podcast. For the month of January, we are posting an episode every single day at 6 a.m. Central Time. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and review and rate the Budget Track Podcast. That would be very much appreciated. And before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Social X is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures through weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing events all over the country. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. The purpose of Common Sense is to give me and my co-host Drew Morgan an opportunity to talk about different topics pertaining to financial literacy and the ins and outs pertaining to those specific topics. Let's dive into today's conversation about renting an apartment versus buying a home. So I've actually never owned a home before myself. I have rented apartments though, so I have experience in that. Whereas Drew has owned a home and is currently building a new house right now, but he's never rented an apartment. So to start out, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons with renting an apartment, and we're going to start with the pros. When you rent an apartment, there's essentially no upkeep. You don't have to mow the grass. You don't have to weed it. You don't have to take care of the landscaping because they have a company that does that for them. And along with that, most of the repairs are actually taken care of by the company that manages this specific property as far as installing it, buying it. That's all going to be taken care of by the company unless it is actually your fault. And I have a story. When I was in college, we busted a hole in one of our walls. We broke down our door. We messed up a lot of stuff and it it was up to us to pay for it. So if it is your fault, they will make you pay for it. If it's just wear and tear, they have to take care of it. A cool thing about having an apartment too is you get your time back. And what I mean by that is you're not going to be spending time doing upkeep around the apartment outside, mowing the grass, weed eating, like I already said. And a cool thing too is sometimes when you rent an apartment, your rent payment, your electricity payment, and your water payment can sometimes be one bill. So it's pretty convenient. You don't have to worry and stress about multiple bills coming out at different times during the month. Now let's talk about the cons. So the cons of renting an apartment are you do have a lot of neighbors. We were on the bottom floor and there was three floors in our apartment complex. So we had two people above us and then we had a person across the hall from us and then two more people above them. So it can get kind of noisy, but I was in college so it didn't affect me that much. The worst thing about renting an apartment is there's no ownership, there's no equity. So when you rent an apartment, you're just paying a company to let you live there. You're not paying for any ownership, no equity. And once your lease ends, that money you've spent is gone. gone. It's gone, essentially. So I think that's a good point. And I think if renting is, there's obviously certain areas and times that you would need to do that. The biggest con, obviously, we've talked about is the lack of ownership, the lack of equity, and the money that you're spending on a monthly basis that's just kind of going out the window. Now, there's certain times this might make sense. Maybe you have multiple rental properties or multiple things that where you're generating revenue and you just don't have the time and your time is way more valuable to you than owning a house and upkeep. But then again, my argument to that is if you're at that position where you own multiple rental properties or you're renting out and you, your time is of the essence and you probably have a lot of money in the bank, you probably could just pay for somebody to do that to your own house. Right. Um, so I, I, to me, on the flip side of, of the renting process is owning a house. The biggest pro obviously is the opposite of what we just talked about. It's the equity, the ownership of your own home. When you put money every month and you're paying off that mortgage, that money is yes, you're paying off interest, but it's also going back towards the principal of that loan. And that is an investment into your own net worth. When you sell that house, that money is yours, right? And we know that houses are 
are quite expensive, right? So over the course of 15, 30 years, when you pay that off, even if you chip it off and try to pay it off as soon as possible, that money is going to be directly related to your net worth. And also not to mention the fact that that investment continues to grow. What you buy your house for, hopefully in five, 10 years, is not going to be anywhere near what that, that house value is worth now. And guess what? The difference is what you're going to pocket when you sell that house. So to me, that is the ultimate pro of owning a house. The secondary piece of that is the fact that it's it's private, right? This is your own land, your own property, and it's private. You're not you don't have noisy neighbors. You may have noisy neighbors, but they're not directly above you jumping up and down on the floor. And then there's also you know tax write off implications, and there's also psychological factors with owning your own home that uh, that Brady wants to talk about. Of course. So I mean, psychologically, I never owned a house, but it would be cool to say you have a house right <laughs> this one's obviously the most important because <laughs> it's cool to say you own a home <laughs> no i think psychologically just saying i own my own house is yeah. cool right and then talking about the tax implications so we got this off of google you can actually deduct taxes for interest expenses up to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of mortgage debt from your income taxes although when the irs itemizes these deductions they forgo the standard deductions so that's twelve thousand two hundred dollars for single and $24,400 for married. So there's also cons to owning a house. Of course. Um, you know, the repairs, the upkeep. Obviously, this is going to take your time and your money. And then, obviously, the multiple bills, having multiple bills coming coming in at certain mm. points of time, you know, having to balance that. But again, t- to me, the pros of owning a house far outweigh the pros of renting um, an apartment. And it just, to me, is a no-brainer. I'd rather be having that money from a savings perspective, from a finance perspective, from a budget perspective, from my own net worth perspective. It's nice knowing, even in cases where I'm buying a house and I'm not able to save really much more outside of my 401k, say I'm paying off debts and other things like that, I'm at least putting some money back towards my my net worth in the end of the day. So that's I, all I, I have. think I think, too, you know, I want to segue into this debate of whether you should actually pay off your house completely. Dave Ramsey preaches... That in one of his steps of obtaining your own version of financial freedom, you have to pay off your entire house. While that may be true and beneficial for some people, I think it is not beneficial for most. And I'll explain why. Think about it from this perspective. One of the number one ways self-made millionaires and billionaires have made their money is through real estate. And do you think these self-made millionaires and billionaires have paid off every single one of the properties that they own? Or do you think that these millionaires and billionaires are debt-free? Probably not. Some might be. So what their strategies are is if they own a lot of rentals, the cash flow from those rentals is used to invest in additional properties rather than taking the cash flow and using it to pay down the mortgages of these properties because they realize that the cash flow that they would use to invest in other properties is going to yield more cash flow down the road. And that's their whole goal, is for their monthly cash flow to outweigh their monthly expenses as much as possible. And real estate is a really good well, vehicle they, for to that. To say that you, ha- you have to pay your more, you have to pay, they have to pay their mortgage. But what it's saying is they're not chipping more away at their mortgage right. of, yeah. of these investments, right? right and that's right. that's a different strategy. And again, that's that's for somebody in a different category who who is really, has a lot of money or he's taking a lot of money and they're trying to, and if you're trying to go that route of investing, like absolutely. But for maybe some of the average person who owns a house, right? Just looking at it from a perspective is, this is your net worth. You might own a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar house, you know, and you're working to pay that off. Think about this: in thirty years, maybe that three hundred thousand dollar house is is now appreciated up to four hundred thousand. You you now have four hundred thousand dollars in net worth. I don't know. I'd say that's maybe average. Yeah, know. and that's what I want to say too. Like, 
that strategy of using the cash flow to invest in other properties isn't for everyone. It's a little more advanced. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not the entrepreneurial type, if you don't really care about making income outside of your nine to five or whatever you do for a living, mm -hmm. then focus on paying down your mortgage. I think that Dave Ramsey's principles are great, but I think different things work for different people. And it's really up to you to figure out works what works best for you. And I just wanted to say too, we talked about renting apartments and owning homes because that's all we have experience in. There are ways where you can invest in fourplexes and duplexes and live in one of those units and rent out the others to actually pay the mortgage, but we don't have experience doing that, so we didn't think it would make sense to actually talk about it, right? So with all that being said, it's really up to you to figure out what makes sense for your specific situation, whether you rent an apartment, own a house, just know that having ownership in a house and having equity does contribute to your net worth. It can be a lucrative investment. And just something to keep in mind, you can almost always find a mortgage payment that is the same, if not less than a rent payment, depending on where you live. So definitely keep that in mind. Although we're educated in finance, we're not claiming to know everything about finance. We've had our own share of experiences and we're speaking pretty high level on topics that might seem like common sense, but it's well known that common sense does not always equate to common practice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm posting episodes every day in January at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media linked in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.